Gate talks, cactus talks this week. <laughs> Lots of cactus talks. Uh, we'll get into all of that. This is week number 94, episode 138, and we are excited to get into uh, lots of stuff that has happened uh, in what should be a relatively boring week in July, um, but we've got a lot of stuff to get to, so uh, stick with us for that. But before we get into it, make sure you follow the tailgate on Apple and Spotify. Make sure you are rating the tailgate on Apple and Spotify. And if you listen to us on Apple, hit us with that review. Uh, We would greatly appreciate that. Also, follow the tailgate on social media. Follow us on Twitter at tailgate underscore talks. If you want to follow our personal accounts, follow Dustin at DustinWimmer22 and myself at Calvin B. Barrett. That's where we are the most active on social media. So, Uh, Hit us with a follow to keep up on all the things that we're tweeting out there, trying to have a good time on Twitter with. We also have a Facebook and Instagram page where we try to post from time to time, so follow us there and follow our YouTube channel uh, where we post some clips from each week's video. These last few videos have really popped off. We're almost to 1,000 views on our uh, teaching BYU about Texas Tech, and then we also have the full interview on with Locked On Cougars podcast. Uh, Our guy, Jake, we had a great time with him last week getting to learn about BYU. So that full interview is up uh, and available to watch there as well. Uh, And lastly, if you have any questions, comments, anything to add to the tailgate, email us at tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So with all of that said, let's get into this week's tailgate. We're going to start this thing off right. All right, Dustin, so it's been a very busy week uh, for Texas Tech social media-wise. We were supposed to have Cincinnati uh, podcast jump on this week, but they had some travel issues so that interview kind of fell apart for this week but don't worry we will have uh, Cincinnati podcast on next week for you guys hopefully so uh, we're going to take a break from the interviews this week and dive into what's been going on uh, in the Texas Tech universe which has been a lot over these last few days and in July usually you're kind of struggling to find stuff to talk about but not this day Uh, Not the day of the cactus, which was yesterday, July 19th. I think that will forever live on in Texas Tech's hearts. So let's kind of get it started off. What got the whole thing started was something relatively simple, an announcement that the Matador Club uh, has announced NIL deals for the entire football team of $25,000 in contracts for each player. That includes every single player on the football team. That's your starting quarterback all the way down to the last walk-on on the team, all get $25,000 in an IL deal uh, as long as they complete community service and charitable, charitable work around Lubbock, Texas. So this announcement came. Pretty cool announcement uh, to have that. So, Dustin, just to start this off, what were your thoughts on uh, the announcement that the Matador Club is hitting every single football player with an NIL deal? Yeah, that's a crazy, awesome, cool deal that we're going to be supporting, you know, a hundred of our football players, college athletes um, through this Matador Club. That's something no other school has done yet. I mean, you've seen like an offensive line group or, you know, D-backs, like a little bit of this here and there, but for a group like the Matador Club to say $25,000 across the board, like minimum, and then you can go get your own from there. Like that's crazy cool for them and those students. And it's a great recruiting tool um, to be like, you don't even have to go get your own if you don't, if you're cool with just $25,000. And that's a lot more than what most of these athletes were getting anyways through raising canes or the car dealership or wherever they were getting stuff from, you know, besides your star quarterback or, defensive back at some of these schools or running backs like no one was getting even close to this kind of number before um so it's really cool to almost have like a base salary if you want to say for these 100 students and like the 
community service, charitable work, they were already doing that for free anyways. Right. Like, yeah. That's not anything more like you see all the time, like the football team will, or basketball team, they'll be around town helping out the YMCA or this school doing reading to the third grade class. Like they do that stuff all the time anyways. So like that's right. not really in addition to what they had to do to begin with. So, you know, the fact they get almost $2,000 every month, you know, in their pockets to go spend and have and live on. Um, it's really awesome because you watched some interviews earlier this week. You know, our starting quarterback, Donovan Smith, was driving for Uber Eats to make some money right, last yeah. year. Like, a D1 Power 5 starting quarterback is driving Uber Eats to make money because he didn't have any. <laughs> like, right. that's ridiculous. And this is awesome that he doesn't have to do that if he doesn't want to. Yeah, I think it's nice to have, like, that guarantee, right? If you're on the football team, you're going to make $25,000. And some people, like, you know, a TCU director of recruiting might shake their head at that and, and, and say it's nothing. But, like you said, that's a good recruiting tool. Like, you know you're going to at least start off with that. And uh, that's a good place to be at. Nobody, nobody else is doing this. Sure, your top players at other schools are getting a lot of money, and they're going to get, you know, those top yeah. athletes because they're going to get – bigger contracts than some NFL players are going to get. But at least you have a baseline here. Everybody on the football team is going to be covered. That's going to make other players want to come and play here, knowing that, hey, I'm guaranteed that, and then I can build off that, uh, build a brand. And you have a school that's dedicated to that. You have uh, alumni. You have – because this is the Matador Club, which is put together by uh, alumni who want right. to donate their money. So – the show that you have enough donations to cover a hundred football players just shows the uh, willingness of this alumni base of these fans of this university to put in their hard earned money and try to help these athletes out. And like, if that's not a school you want to play for, I, I you know, I don't know right. what it is. So uh, very cool announcement coming right off the $200 million renovation announcement in the previous week. That's, uh, a shit ton of money that We're you're just throwing money around. It's awesome to this football program. But in today's time and age, it's what you have to do to remain competitive. So it's just really cool to see uh, the amount of support that this program has. Uh, and, and we'll get into more of that in a little bit. But uh, because of this, a, a new <laughs> enemy emerged for Texas Tech uh, in the past couple days. If you've been paying attention to Twitter, there has already been some ongoing beef with TCU, uh, their athletic director, tweeting out that they're trying to keep Tech fans away. If you pay attention to their season ticket package, they weren't offering single ticket games for Texas Tech in fear of Texas Tech fans taking over uh, and buying out those tickets. And so the only way you can get Texas Tech tickets is buying like a season tickets for TCU or a mini uh, three-game package or something like that. Uh, and so the beef had already kind of started with TCU, and then their director of recruiting, Brian Carrington, decides to go on a Twitter rant the other night. So, oh Dustin, I'll kick it over to you because we were kind of talking about this Ooh. back and forth. We weren't really sure what the point of this whole Twitter thread was, but he definitely threw in some shade to Lubbock and to Texas Tech by saying, you know, build your brand in a desert. So he was clearly talking about Texas Tech in that um, in that instance. So what were your thoughts on this like weird Twitter rant that we couldn't really figure out what the point of it was? Yeah, one this guy being on the football staff as a recruiting guy probably needs to be more careful putting this stuff out there um, yeah. and like subtweeting another rival conference in-state school like that because uh, Twitter nothing gets by on Twitter anymore. I can't do that. Um, but yeah, he's aiming at us, you know, indirectly, like, saying this is nothing or this is stupid, like this whole $25,000 per player deal. Um, yeah. And I just read through the Twitter thread, and I'm like, what is this guy mad about? Like, is he still only on the front lawn that these students or these college athletes, I'm not even going to call them students anymore, um, don't need to get paid like they need to be working for free their scholarship is enough like hey we're in the nil business nowadays man like you got to step it up get over that point 
Um, or is he mad that a whole team is getting supported now right. instead of just individual players? Which I don't understand that. Like, why do you want only a few of your stars making some money and then, like, your kicker and third string guy here and there, walk ons don't get anything. And now you got a locker room kind of division. Whereas now you got more locker room unity with that. Um, I'm trying to go through all the things I told you. I can't even remember them. He said he said a lot. Like it was a long time. Uh, one thing that didn't uh, slip by me that I think slipped by a lot of people was that coaches, and I quote, coaches can't make some phone call promises anymore. And yeah. I don't know if he's meaning like they can swing NIL deals or how, you know, some money used to go under the table. Like it's all on the table and legal now, man. Like, yeah, I read that tweet as like future, like as a reference, like your coach isn't just going to make promises that, you know, that he's going to make some calls for you later on down the road. But I get, I mean, you could interpret that, interpret that then, anyway. Yeah. And then my fourth one that I was like, I think this is actually a really good point too, is like, I think he's just mad. We made his job as a recruiting coordinator much harder. Exactly. <laughs> And then, you know, because he can't tell his kids and like wherever he's recruiting them that, hey, this is part of your package when you come to TCU. You know? Yeah, you're going to get $25,000 to start. Whereas, you know, uh, Josh Bookbinder, he can be like, hey, come to Lubbock, play for Zach Kelly, Coach McGuire. Oh, yeah, you also get $25,000 base NIL deal. Like, oh, that'll pique some kids' interest. And so, who knows, it might go up the more donations you get into the Matador Club. Like, there's – Oh, yeah. Really, there's, that's really the baseline of what it's going to be. I really like the point where you said, can you live there? Can you start a family there? Can you grow huh. a business there? I mean, did the whole mic drop thing. It's like, bro, do you know – The mic drop was amazing. <laughs> football coaches from? Do you uh, know yeah. where your football coach is from? Do you know who his dad was? Do you know who his dad was? Made a great career here. Coach? Yeah, in the desert, <laughs> in West Texas. Bro. Like, pay attention to some of the details. Like, at least know who you're working for. If you're going to start bashing Lubbock, Texas, at least, you know, know your head coach's history um, a, a little bit. Just, you know, some of the details. But that was uh, – that's what got the whole Twitter thing started. Is there any more points that you wanted to make on uh, Brian Carrington? Guy I'd never heard of before nope. in my entire life until, you know, a couple days and, ago. And, I mean – Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he might not have a job going into the fall because starting all this stupid stuff and like making it public like that on Twitter, like you got to be smarter than that. Like, Twitter's not a new thing, dude. Like, we're yeah. 10 plus years into this in the college athletics game. Like, you should know to be more careful about that. Like, and then, yeah, like, if you this in this Sonny Dyke stuff, like, yeah. I can guarantee you he won't be tweeting uh, at Texas Tech anytime soon because Mr. Carrington started a, a war that he was not oh. ready for on Twitter. And Texas Tech fans, what I love about us is that we are all, always with our backs against the wall against anybody. It's always us versus everybody. You come at right. us. You come at Lubbock. You come calling us something. We are always down for the fight. And it started off, you know, everybody kind of getting upset at this guy, right? Your typical thing when somebody kind of talks yeah. bad about tech, all your typical, you know, tech Twitter follows yeah. are, are, you know, calling this guy out and everything. And then I had to look it up today. He was announced into the Gambling Gauchos, you know, Texas Tech Twitter Hall of Fame at Old School Sig is the guy who's being credited for the cactus as I guess he was the first one to hmm. – you know, make the point of it. If you were paying attention to the tweets that Brian Carrington had, when he said build their brand in the desert, he finished that off with a cactus emoji. <laughs> so old school Sig takes the, takes the cactus, puts it on like a come and take it flag. And yep. then, you know, gambling gauchos, everybody on Twitter takes it from there, tweeting, uh, you know, putting a cactus emoji into their Twitter profile, tweeting at cactus, everything. And the movement was pretty cool to start. Right, it's all your fan base gathered, uh, doing the cactus tweets, and it was really cool from there. But where it really took off, and where I got goosebumps, and where this day will last in Texas Tech history is when Joey McGuire tweets it out, and then the whole entire 
Texas Tech football coaching staff tweets it out. Yep. And then every single Texas Tech football player with a Twitter is tweeting out hashtag wreck them with the cactus emoji. And then you've got, you know, other athletes and other Mahomes, pros, other Mac coaches. McClung, Josh Abbott, Wade Bowen, like every famous big time alum and some that aren't even alums were all on board with this. Emily Jones I saw today. Yeah, she's, an, she's an alum. She jumped in. Brandon Francis out here, Norris Odiasi, like everybody that you could think of is just constantly tweeting out these hashtag wreck them with these cactus emojis. And I can't remember a time where I felt like the Texas Tech fan base has been more unified in something on Twitter and all of that. It was just, it's been, and it's still going on. We're 24 plus hours into this and there's still people that are tweeting out cactuses and there's hype videos and there's merchandise and there's all this stuff coming out about a cactus all because one recruiter for TCU decides to go on this little rant and now this Texas Tech fan base is uh, all in on this game so Dustin just kind of take me through your thought process as all this is going on because yesterday was quite the busy day on the Twitter yeah and yeah, he said everyone started sideline swag and provisions, and you know everybody that has a t-shirt company for tech started making shirts Amazing. for this and that. And Red Raider Outfitter jumped in on it. Like good, I mean good for y'all, like trying to make money yeah. off of it because people will buy it. You you bought some. Yeah, I've already bought a hat <laughs> but, and a shirt. Yeah, all the alumni and every coach and former player like jumped in on it, and it's not even about aimed at TCU anymore. It's about us like yeah i i wrote down this is this like you know we've talked to like ucf lately in houston like hey what's your twitter fan base like ucf like kind of similar to us i think from what we gathered and we tried to explain us but i think this is the single best like round up the troops yeah tech twitter effort like i've ever seen like we had some big ones like for Chris Beard when he left and even came back to town for that basketball game. Right, and when Joey McGuire got hired and like yep. four Mark Adams. But this one takes the cake on it. Like rounding everybody up and every alumni and former player and NBA players now, like NFL guys. Like it's crazy ridiculous how cool it is to see. And like, yeah, like you said, it's still going. You can refresh yeah. your Twitter timeline on. Wednesday night right now and it's still people adjusting logos and adding cactus tweets and some people aren't even saying wreck them with it you just put a cactus tweet and we know yeah (laughs) we know yeah it really started like the the cactus started coming out guns up nation did that tweet that you know everybody was retweeting was like are you proud to be from the desert and you know everybody's just diving in on this hey we're from the desert whatever even though it's not the desert but you know call it what you want we're proud to be here we're proud to be texas tech like this this dude really thought he was just like educating people through tweets and then he ended up like on the complete wrong side uh, of this whole thing and now because you tweeted we're gonna fucking destroy your stadium come november 5th we are going to raid that stadium which already doesn't get a lot of tcu fans to begin with but now you just motivated us to show up even more because there was already going to be a good number of tech fans out there i know ramblin's already planning on doing a tailgate there before all this happened but now (laughs) everybody wants to go now i'm like uh, i guess i gotta figure out a way to get to fort worth for uh november 5th and be at this game it's really crazy where like just i don't know go in more on this take take them over this is like the going at Austin basketball right. game all over again, pretty much, because yeah. we want to show them, like, hey, in a few months, we're going to bring this all back around and shove it right down your throat all over again. You're going to see red and black all over Dallas Fort Worth that whole weekend. And it's pretty cool to see. You already got, like, the football team making new videos, Raider Reds yeah. making new videos. There's different departments around tech making, you know, flyers about how to whatever they're trying to sell you know like everybody's using it in every angle they can so it's cool that everybody gathered around and i i I can't even describe it almost it's crazy to me because you know i I, this fan base was really bought in on joey mcguire and this just shows it like how could you not want to come play for this guy how could you not want to come play for this team right now like this fan base has really really rallied around him yeah and he hasn't even 
coach the game. Coach the game. Imagine if this happened with Matt Wells. Like, oh yeah, it'd be pretty boring. I can't imagine. And like, Matt Wells. I've already forgot about him. (laughs) It'd be pretty boring. Like, you'd have a little Twitter beef, but then that'd be it. Like, you wouldn't have the backing from the whole football staff publicly, like they are, and the football department. Like, he'd probably try to keep it hush hush and be like, "Oh, let's just keep our heads down" or whatever BS. We're like, no, let's use it. Let's turn it. Let's use this fan base energy, you know? It's pretty awesome from him, too. Yeah, I'm thinking about this from just, like, a fan standpoint, and I was, you know, hyped last night. I can't imagine what it felt like for some of the players, like Miles Price or Tyree yeah. Wilson and some of these guys who have been here for a while, but to see the fan base come together like this, like, I would have been so fired up last night. I'd be like, can we get a game going so I can hit somebody? Else? Like, I got to take out some of this energy The other somehow. thing I just forgot about, like, with his, you know, making his job harder on himself, you know, everybody starts tweeting it out. There's even high schools that are tweeting out yeah. the cactus stuff, like Tascosa up in Amarillo that they just got a great recruit from. Uh, they're tweeting it out like, hey, we're West Texas with the des- with the cactus emojis. Like, your Midland Odessa has a lot. El Paso has a lot of great athletes. Even like yeah. Wichita, like you're you're cutting out a good chunk of, of a recruiting base. I mean, we weren't gonna let you have those kids easy, but now you just cut yourself out. Yeah, he he was trying to negative recruit against Tech, but he ended up negative recruiting <laughs> against himself and ended up positively recruiting for Texas yeah. Tech because now he just took this, we just flipped it on his head. And now we're just like trying to make the most of this. Hey, look at this fan base. Look at this team. We're all bought into this this new era of Joey McGuire football. Like, look at the renovations. Look at the amount of money that our our alumni is willing to donate to try to get these players paid. Like, look at all this stuff. And then one coach just says the wrong thing, and now it's just multiplied by 100. I wanted to point this out, too, and this kind of broke not too long ago. But uh, Red Raider Sports... Uh, dot com if you aren't a member of i am it's a pretty fun little place to chat with other red raider fans uh, they raised over three thousand dollars to send our friends in fort worth some actual cactus decorations oh, i saw that there's a video that uh, uh our guy kelsey sent us as of uh, them walking into like the coaches facilities because the door is just unlocked and they're outside uh, no one's there and the doors are open they're like yeah we're just gonna walk around <laughs> With the box full of like cactuses that they had bought, so they got some new decorations for them. It's just like, man, this fan base is really fun when when we get a hold of something and then everybody's into it. It's just been a crazy few few days of just watching. I wouldn't be surprised if one of those tech billboards around Fort Worth gets changed into something with this because there's already multiple around there. You know that kind of started the Twitter beef like a week or two ago. You know TCU getting mad that we have billboards in Fort Worth and they don't have like any <laughs> and then now we're gonna probably change one of those and rub this even in their literally in their face on their way to work every day <laughs> yeah we talk about the tortilla toss like right yeah and, uh, kind of fuzzy on the origination of of how the tortillas got started but this dude just started a, something, and I think yeah. he's going to be able to look back on this day and remember when the cactus became a part of Texas Tech. And however it gets incorporated throughout the years, like I think it's something that's here to stay, kind of like the pump jack has become. Yeah, it's going to be attached to Joey McGuire pretty heavily, yeah. I think, because it's you know starting with his you know right. coaching uh, legacy, I guess you could say. And so – and he'll use it, like we just said, with the pump oh, yeah. jack and all that. Like, hell, put a cactus on top of the pump jack. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, people are calling for a little cactus sticker to be on the helmet when we play at TCU. Like, there's a lot of really good ideas, and, and Texas Tech is definitely forward-thinking in those things. So I, I expect to see some sort get a of full-on cactus. cactus jersey. I don't know. <laughs> Full on desert desert type cactus uniform. Let's f- go full send with it. Yeah, new helmets like and everything. Just dive fully into it. Like, Hell yeah! I cannot wait. Like this season hasn't started. I cannot wait. I've got November fifth circled on my calendar. Like I cannot wait for that game. What do you think that that atmosphere is going to be like in Fort Worth? Yeah, we. I mean, like you said, they don't even fill up their own stadium, anyways, and. 
most of their better games are when we come to town, whether that be yeah. football or basketball. I've had plenty of friends, alumni in Fort Worth, friends that go to those games, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's like 60, 40 tech fans here, and that's multiple years on end. And so I would expect that to be even worse this year. Like yeah. We joke that it's Lubbock East or Tech East, but it's going to be even worse this year. Like when remember when we played at Texas and when the defense chants were crazy yeah. loud, like you would have thought that was the home team. That's what you're gonna hear at TCU's stadium come football time. And I hope the players get pumped up for that game too. You know, they're gonna have all that support and use that and really beat the shit out of them. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing is like we have this confidence in this football team. Like we have no idea what it's gonna look like with Joey McGuire, but um Right. If it was Wells, I'd be like, yeah, we're going to do all this and then go to TCU and get our ass kicked. Oh, for sure. Fun. But, you know, now I've got that energy. I'm feeling it. I'm like, hey, we're going to walk in there. We're going to walk out with a dub uh, in front of our home crowd. You know, I yeah, was that's looking... why I'm drinking the Dos Equis tonight, a little yeah. Mexican desert beer in honor of our, you know, friends in the desert. I think I have one Dos Equis left. Let me, uh, let's pause right. five seconds for station Filibuster. identification. <laughs> And we're back. That was uh, All right. <laughs> the station identification. Brooks now joining with a Dos Equis to Excellent. Uh, so I don't feel like And out. this comes at, comes at a great time, like you introed us. Nothing else is going on. I mean, there's no sports talk, no NFL, NBA, you know, MLB draft, eh, kind of came and went. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But, like, Nothing big to like actually talk on. Like we've been talking what twenty minutes on this almost. That's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and there's yeah. nothing going on in the middle of July, you know, for any of sports. And so to give us that fuel and something to talk about. Hey, thanks for that, Brian. <laughs> yeah, it just builds momentum for this football season, like out of nowhere, you know. And we, you got you don't really fall camp starting pretty soon. Yeah. So like, thanks, like motivation bulletin board material. Yeah, it, it, and it was unnecessary at all of this. It's just like, oh, you yeah. don't have to tweet, bro. You don't have to tweet, but hey, thanks for it. Uh, you've gathered us all together. Now we are all going to raid Fort Worth on November 5th and make sure y'all have uh, one of the worst home uh, attendances of all time. Uh, people are out there buying tickets. So, you know, right now you can buy TCU season tickets, that's one way fans are doing it. And then they're selling off all the other tickets. You can buy three-game mini packages. Just try to refrain from showing a Lubbock address. There's been uh, some reports and stories out there that if people, mm. once they ask for an address and you say Lubbock, they're, you know, canceling your sale or, wow. or just disconnecting. God, they're What's, bitches. <laughs> but, like, man, I get it. Tech would do the exact same thing if somebody yeah. else was trying to, like, sell out. The only thing is, like, you're never going to really try to sell out. I like the idea that one of our friends had that go ahead and buy the three-game mini pass and don't even resell the tickets. Let their stadium be empty for right. Iowa State and Kansas State, whatever other games they are. Like, do it. Show up to our game and then leave your seat empty, and they will have a terrible-looking photo of every game attendance for this whole year. But there are also a lot of tickets up on Vivid Seats, and the funny thing I – I saw, like, I went to Vivid Seats to just see how many tickets were available and, like, what the cost is. The picture that they have up there of their stadium, it's, like, less than half empty. <laughs> like, that's not even – Of course. A, like, they don't even have a good photo up there for them. That's, that's the thing. You're going to be able to get them third party anyways through yeah. Vivid or Ticketmaster or whatever place they use. And, I mean, all the money is going back to TCU Athletics anyways, so – like the tickets are already bought and you're buying them third party. Well, TCU already has that money. So like, don't worry about that part. So yeah. if you want to go get your tickets, get them third party or try to get them through TCU if they'll let you. But if you really want to go, hell, let's do it. Yeah. Or, I mean, StubHub and some of those other places right. are typically fans selling their tickets. So maybe buy them from a fan. Sure. It goes back to a fan who spent the money on those tickets. But I mean, there's ways of getting in there. You don't have to go through the TCU ticket office. There's a lot of no. other options out there. So, uh, you know, just buy that one ticket if you don't have to have to buy a whole mini yeah. package. Or if you do and you want to do what Dustin says, just buy them and make sure that there's a couple empty seats there for the next game. Hashtag uh, or empty, if you get, empty out TCU. Right? <laughs> or if you want to get your money back, try to sell them to whoever the other, you know, uh, opposing fan base is. Try to sell right. it to Iowa State or 
Oklahoma fans or whatever, whoever else is. The other thing, like now with the virtual tickets, I think it's even easier to try to get rid of these. I mean, we do it throughout the year. Like all we do is screenshot and text them to our, our friends or buddy that's in town or mom. Like we just screenshot it. We don't have to like send them tickets or an email anymore. Like it's even easier to do. Yeah, just like yeah, send us fifty bucks on Venmo, and then we'll screenshot it and send it over to you. Like, yeah, it's so easy to do. So, yeah. So, any final points you have on no. cactus TCU? Cactus tech. That's my big takeaway. Let's just go full on cactus uniforms. Come on, Under Armour. Let's get this. Let's work a deal out and figure something out. This is when we need Cliff's uh, stupid right. jersey creativity that he did. You know, he would figure something out here. Maybe you give him a call. He'll probably help us out. <laughs> yeah. If he can take time off his, from his vacations. Uh, yeah. Uh, he can help figure out a, a terrible design for it. But, I mean, yeah, that would be kind of funny if we were able to figure out some sort of way. At least have the cactus decal on there. That's that's You have to have something on there uh, for that game, I think. Well, you could even get, like, uh, custom-fitted, like, thigh pads that have cactuses on them and they're sticking out through the pants looking kind of deal that'd be some dope cleats. some custom cleats Ooh, cactus cleats <laughs> i mean there's so many things that you can do here shoulder For patches sure. with the cactus on it like i mean yeah <laughs> i mean we've got ideas we're here if y'all need help you know at tailgate talks pod at gmail.com uh you know tailgate underscore talks on twitter um, we're here for all of that, but yeah, that'll be funny. Uh, and yeah, we've, we're super excited for this game. Super excited for the season. Honestly, just, uh, the job that Joey McGuire has done before even coaching a game to get this fan base United is insane. Like there's, I think back to the cliff days when we fired cliff, like still how torn apart this fan base was. You had the cliff stands, you had the people who are done with cliff then you go into wells and there's so many people who didn't want wells and there's people who did and there's people like us who were just kind of like well he's what we got so we're going to support and then that that didn't get the fan base back together at all and then joey mcguire comes in here and before he's even coached the game on the sidelines like this whole fan base is bought in so it's just really cool to see it's really fun it's about as excited for a football season as i've been uh probably since heading into that 08 season uh, that everybody will remember. So um, shout out to Joey McGuire. Shout out to this coaching staff. Shout out to all the football players. I just, I, that was awesome. My thumbs got tired from liking so many tweets. Yeah, <laughs> it was just like, sure. like, 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 but uh, that's all we've got on the day of the cactus. July 19th will live on forever. We can all look back on this day when 20 years down from the road, there's cactus decals in the stadium. Maybe maybe they'll throw in a cactus scoreboard. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but we'll always remember this day. But uh, we have some other Texas Tech news to discuss. The MLB draft happened over the weekend. You might have missed it as it really wasn't uh, newsworthy in any way. It wasn't really publicized all that much. The only... Th- only reason I remembered is because there was a tweet like, hey, Jace Young is going to the Detroit Tigers. I was like, oh, yeah, there's the MLB yeah. draft. I was like just eating dinner and on Twitter, like watching, I don't know, something else, like normal. Um, I think I was watching a TBT game, and you know, scrolling through, and they're like, hey, with the first pick, they took this uh, this Oklahoma high school kid. And I was like, oh, now, shoot, holidays, the draft's man. on? <laughs> so I, turned, I tuned in because I knew the Rangers had the third pick, and then Jace was going – pretty high so but yeah wasn't thrown out there like espn did a an mlb did a shitty job on that <laughs> yeah i feel like the draft has i mean not that the mlb draft has ever been really like television worthy because there's so many picks or anything like that you usually just kind of pay attention well, to who you could do something for the first round though yeah they could and and they used to do it back when the college world series was going on you know so you would have the players drafted during yeah. the tournament and you know they would talk about it but now it's after the season is over it's all-star weekend and they don't really publicize it too much and so yeah it was kind of missed by me Um, but luckily texas tech guns up nation is there to uh, hit us with those sick 
a uh, little baseball card graphics that yeah those are dope uh, those are pretty cool so texas tech players drafted in this year's draft of course jace young uh, he was drafted 12th overall to the detroit tigers uh, then it was a flurry of pitchers uh, that you know the rest of the way yep. for texas tech it was andrew morris he was drafted by the twins brandon birdsell was drafted by the cubs chase hampton was drafted by the yankees austin becker a late pick to the Colorado Rockies, and then uh, other player of note, Parker Kelly, did sign a free agent deal yeah. to the Colorado Rockies. So that's all the tech players that made the Major League Baseball jump. Of course, Jace Young, we all knew he was going to go first round. He ends up going 12th overall. And so, you know, Dustin, as Texas Tech fans, we have been blessed for the last six years to watch a young brother play baseball for us. And two of them have gone in the top 12 overall picks. Josh, of course, to the Rangers, and now Jace to the Tigers. So uh, what were your thoughts on Jace to the Tigers and any other kind of thoughts you had on uh, Texas Tech players in this draft? Yeah, so I watched the draft up until Jace got picked, and a few afterwards I watched up to, like, the 15th pick. But, yeah, they didn't make a big deal out of it. Like we said, they could do a way better job of that, kind of like – football and basketball does I mean not to that level just because baseball wasn't a little boring but Jace went about where we thought he'd go he was give or take that 10th pick um I don't think anything was crazy surprising I'll get to the Rangers pick I think that was the most surprising um for that but it's pretty cool that Jace becomes the third tech player to ever go in the first round and his brother's one of the other ones. <laughs> and like like you said, how blessed we are that we got to have both of them the last, like, you know, give or take five years uh, in a tech uniform. <laughs> and, you know, they went to show up and not see a young brother playing. On they, went, they went seventh and twelfth. Yeah, do they have, like, a cousin or something that's coming yeah. up? Like, we need another one. Um, more of them young brothers. <laughs> um, and it was cool to see all our starting pitchers go fourth, fifth, and sixth round. Morris, Birdsell, and Hampton. Um, and hey, shout out to that Oklahoma starting pitcher. He went, he went top 10 to the Cubs. Um, and you know, he, he really upped his stock going to Omaha and getting to the final, like his last month with big 12 tournament and Oklahoma going on a run. Like he jumped from like a third round pick to a top 10 pick just like that. And I mean, he shoved it up us a couple times. We know how good he is and can be, but Man, if we could have just – I just look at it and I'm like, 12th overall, 4th, 5th, 6th round pitchers. Man, if could have just been a little more consistent this year. Like that – just seeing that, that's a recipe for like, hey, you should have a pretty good team and year out of that. And, yeah, we did for some of it. Just couldn't put it together um, the whole time. But congrats to those guys. Um, like you mentioned, Parker Kelly signed at the Rockies as a free agent. I mean, he'll go to some low A ball. But for a kid that – Wichita Falls that walked on and didn't hardly play until four years in. Like, pretty cool for him to get a deal done and and go into the league for a little bit. Yeah, you know, something I just thought about, and I mean, it's kind of right there for it, why the draft isn't such a big deal in baseball. It's because they get drafted and you know it's going to be three or four years before they're actually playing on these teams. And, and so that's why there's not such a big deal. It's like, cool, we'll see them several years down the road when they actually make it to the, the major leagues. And by that time, they might not even be on that team because they might be traded sure. for, you know, other players. So uh, that's, that's probably what, the reason why. That's what amazes me about how much, like the difference in talent between college baseball and the MLB. Yeah. Like Jace Young is a back-to-back All-American He's a top 10 player in the country in college baseball the last two years. And, yeah, like you said, he's not even going to play for the Tigers for maybe four years. Yeah. <laughs> like, golly. It'll be like, like 2026, 2027. Yeah. We'll like, you know, Josh, his brother, he's been in the Rangers organization now for, what, three years? And he's, like, their best infield prospect. But they're even like, ah, maybe next year. Maybe not. Yeah, I mean, he keeps getting hurt. Yeah, you know, that's that's the weird thing about baseball. But, yeah. you know, shout out to all these guys. The guy that, you know, everybody should be watching is Chase Hampton here. Is, you know, he did get drafted by the Yankees. He was a guy that we thought might be coming back. But he, he was one of those dudes who made the most of the, his, you know, postseason. Sure. Sure. Uh, the last little stretch of his last season here because 
before that, I, I wouldn't really have expected him to get drafted, but he came in and he was lights out down right. the stretch there for you in the season. And got himself drafted to the Yankees of all places, but uh, be curious to see what he decides there, if he decides to stick and, and go to the Yankees or if he decides to come back. Uh, I know we've also had some of our uh, some prospects that we uh, had coming in that got drafted. I know sure. one guy's already said that he's coming to Tech, so um, you know we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Is there anything else you wanted to shout out before uh, we move on here? Yeah, I want to mention the Rangers' third overall pick because that was a little surprise because they took Kumar Rocker, and if you watch yeah, college Kumar. baseball, you that you're probably like, wait. Kumar Rocker from Vanderbilt? Didn't he get drafted last year? Yes, he did. He got drafted 10th overall by the Mets last year and had like some shoulder issues, but they could never come to a contract issue, so he didn't sign with them. He basically played like five games with the independent team this year, and then Rangers got to pick him up again, and last year they picked up Jack Leiter, his Vanderbilt pitching buddy, and you know they were lights out at Vanderbilt for a couple years when they were there. And so the fact that, like, if you would have told me last year that the Rangers can get Lighter and Kumar Rocker two years later when last year that was the argument, which one do you take, you know? Yeah. And now we got both of them, and so that's pretty cool that they get to play again together for the Rangers and hopefully come up for them. They even mentioned, like, Kumar Rocker could be pitching for the Rangers later this year. Like, because he's been a year out, I guess he can already go to, like, double-A ball and be eligible to come up. I don't know how that works. Like, these other guys can't make that jump I guess but they said since he's a year out like he can make that jump and he's got the arm to do it and he could be a bullpen guy later this year so <laughs> Kumar Rocker for the Rangers is ready to rock and roll man ready to rocker um, right. yeah so a little shout out there uh, well that'll do it for our you know catching up with tech players in the MLB draft we've got a little bit more to talk about with the Air Raiders here yeah so the TBT tournament, uh, I think they've already gotten started, right? Like you said, you're watching yes. a TBT game over the past few weeks. So the TBT tournament, the the basketball tournament, as it is called, has uh, lots of teams. It's a 64-team tournament, kind of matches, you know, the NCAA tournament for basketball. Uh, lots of different locations. There's the region that plays at Rucker Park uh, That's cool. in, in New York. That's pretty awesome. Um, and, and then there's... Coming up tomorrow, coming up today, as you're listening to this, uh, there is the Wichita part of the bracket, which the Air Raiders will be a part of. And then, of course, the Air Raiders is our Texas Tech alumni basketball team that is participating. They will be tipping off today at 3 p.m. Central against the B1 Ballers, who replaced the Stillwater Stars. So we don't have a uh, Big 12 matchup to start off this tournament. The Stillwater Stars, for whatever reason, had to drop out of the tournament. Um, Some other kind of things of note, Norris Odiase had to back out for the uh, the Air Raiders. And then Mooney. I don't really know what Matt Mooney's situation is because there's been reports that he's not playing, but he's also been at practice and in like He was in town yesterday. I saw him. He was in town. So maybe you just showed up to like hang out with them, say hi, say hi to Tech fans, and maybe uh, and not play, or maybe he is playing. Uh, but know. in addition, we did have as former Red Raider Davion Warren, who will now Hell be yeah. playing with the squad. There was a couple other pickups that the squad made as well with a couple guys who played in college last year. So uh, Dustin, the TBT tournament, we actually have a legit Texas Tech team in it. How excited are free are you for this thing getting started today? Yeah, it's a really cool tournament of, like, former college players. So if you watch a lot of college basketball, you'll like this and notice some names. Even, like, just seeing some teams like Arkansas, Kansas State, Tech. Like, I'd watch casually the last few years because, you know, Justin Gray's been on teams. Zach Smith's been on a random team. But now, like, we have our own team so we can, like, band together, you know, cactus up and – Got guys to root for, and it'd be cool to like have all these guys from the Elite Eight, Final Four, Tubby Smith era, like even now the Mark Adams era with Davion joining the crew. Um, and actually have a team to root for. Now, a couple notes here for you guys that don't know about TBT and haven't watched before it is a single elimination tournament, so hopefully, we're not going to Wichita and have just one game and we're done. Um, round two, though, we do get the number one seed, Wichita State. 
uh, team, the host team. So they'll have a good crowd there. Um, I did notice a few other teams in our bracket. You know, there's a few other random just put-together teams, kind of like B1 Ballers. Um, there's a D3 team that has a bunch of small school dudes on it. That's pretty cool. Um, and there's a Texas team, kind of like just a general Texas team. There's a North Texas squad. And then I was looking through everybody's rosters today, um, looking at schools and stuff. And then Kansas State, Purple and Black, has a team. And they have the most notable guys on their roster. Tell me if you remember these guys. Mike McGurl. Yeah. From shooting guard from the last couple years. Not last year, but a couple years before that. Nine and a guy named Michael Beasley plays for them. <laughs> former, uh, yeah, former Big 12, wow. you know, player of the year back in, what, 07 or something yeah. like that? 08? Around that time, him and Blake Griffin were co- Big 12 Player of the Years that year. Um, they're on the other side of our bracket, so we wouldn't play one of those guys until the end. Um, yeah, it's really cool. Um, they have the Elam ending, so at the four-minute mark in the fourth quarter, they shut the clock off, so you can't just kind of hack a shack and foul you away to get back in it. There's a target score of plus eight from the team that's leading, and you're going to end on a made shot, and that's pretty cool that – team has to actually play defense and get stops and buckets rather than foul and try to make you miss free throws and so it's a really cool ending for games also because you get made shots and sometimes buzzer beaters and both teams can win at any any moment is pretty cool too um so it's pretty different and pretty cool i was watching uh there's one that's in albuquerque right now in new mexico regional yeah, cool. which would be cool if we got in that one because we might have some tech fans go over there um yeah not as far but it's also cool, like you mentioned Rucker Park, like that's a pretty historic basketball place. But like even these guys that are in New Mexico, like just seeing the guys on a college basketball court makes you have like cool feelings about it, you know? Yeah, I think the the TBT tournament just gets more creative as it keeps going because it didn't start with the Elam ending and it was introduced just a 2017 they brought it in. I was reading up on ago. that. Um, but it's definitely doing some things to stay relevant. It yeah. typically has some former NBA players in there that like catch your eye, like a Michael Beasley, Michael Beasley, and, and some other uh, squads out there that are really fun. But it, it's a pretty entertaining, pretty competitive tournament. So it's for sure. I, that, there was almost a fight in one of the games last yeah. night. <laughs> it's something that like I've, I've tuned into from time to time. It's just like like you said before, never really had a team that was really worth rooting for. You know, had. Had some tech players out there playing, mm -hmm. but to actually have our own team, our own squad with players that we watched, you know, uh, play a whole lot of minutes here uh, on that squad is going to be really cool to to watch. So excited for that to tip off tomorrow. Uh, Dustin, you got one more thing you wanted? Yeah, and uh, I saw some interviews today. The guys were leaving and driving up there or flying out there. I don't know. They were hopping from the Womble onto the tech bus. So. Um, I had some interviews real quick, and Luke Adams is the coach. He's going to be a yeah, new yeah. Uh, assistant coach for Tech this year, coming from New Mexico JC. He's been a head coach over there for a few years. But one of the guys, they're like, yeah, we can see a lot of similarities from coaching from him and his dad, especially on the defensive end. <laughs> and that's cool that you have mostly a team of Tech guys that have been coached by Mark right. Adams and – so they're all going to be on the same page, and it's cool that his son, Luke, is going to coach him similarly. Um, so it's like the Mark Adams defense is about to wreck the TBT. Um, yeah. The Elam ending score is going to be like first to 52. Yeah. <laughs> um, have some offense on these teams. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, I think so. So that'll be pretty cool to watch. I mean, I also think it's going to be awesome to have Zach Smith and Tariq playing at the same time. Right. Um, and Zaire. Yeah, just two of our like biggest guys that we've loved seeing dunk all the time, like playing with each other. We've seen some highlights from practice of yeah. like Zach dunking on Tariq. I'm like, oh, we've never seen that. That's kind of scary. <laughs> so it'll be fun to watch um, how we do. And it's nice that Luke has been a head coach before, like I was saying, at JC. So he has some experience. This isn't like a new thing for him. Um, so we got a good guy leading us into Wichita also. Yeah, it'll be fun. Game one tomorrow, or today, as you're listening, Friday, 3 yeah. p.m. Central against the B1 Ballers. So it's going to be on ESPN3, so make sure you tune in to that. 
log in with whatever account you have and make sure you're watching and supporting these guys as they uh, set off to begin their journey. Uh, excited to watch that. Excited to have some basketball to watch and keep us entertained here this uh, late July. Um, but we have some conference realignment news to talk about right quick before we get y'all out of the tailgate. So conference realignment, it's uh, of course been a major topic of this summer so far. Things have kind of slowed down, but the big news over the past week or so is that the Big 12 and the Pac-12 will not merge together. Uh, so that idea is done for, uh, but the Big 12 is still looking to poach schools from the Pac-12. The four corner schools, Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah are still very much at the priority list for the Big 12 to add. And so it's still pretty slow on that front. There's meetings and stuff going on. There hasn't been any major reporting on teams leaning one way or the other. So it all kind of remains up in the air at this time, but we will not see a big pack um, you know, pack big, whatever you want to call it, that will not happen. Dustin, do you have anything to add on to that? Yeah, when I saw this come out earlier this week, I was like, I didn't know this was a possibility, um, that this was like in discussions. But I guess when I thought about it on the second time, I was like, well, I shouldn't rule anything out at this point or be surprised like if that would have happened or could have happened. Um, right. So I'm glad it didn't. Um, I don't see all those schools being able to fit with us. I'm sure like Stanford probably stuck their nose up at, you know, places like us in Oklahoma State and like we don't mix well with them um, academically and all that BS. But whatever, go be a small private school and in this diminishing Pac-12. But hey, I'm still down to add at least four or six more schools from them and just really wipe out the Pac-12 and make them pretty irrelevant. Yeah, I think that's the goal here. Uh, <laughs> I think there's some, um, you know, Pac-12 schools that are doing whatever they can, like your Oregon States, your Washington States, the mm. teams that are going to basically they're fall gonna, out of relevance. They're going to really happens. hurt from this. And so I think they're trying to cling on for dear life. But if you're if you're the Arizona schools, Utah or Colorado, I don't know why you would want to stay in what's going to be a dying conference. Like for even sure, if you stay. Oregon and Washington are going to get out as soon as they can. Even Stanford is going to try to get out as soon as they can. So you're just buying time until you collapse. So uh, the the best thing for those schools to do would be to jump ship now. And the best yeah. thing for those schools is the Big Twelve. So uh, I think uh, our new commissioner of the big 12 is very actively in these conversations very you know business oriented which gets into our big 12 media days where he Ooh, said yeah. big 12 is open for business in his open remarks that he wants to continue Ooh. to build this try to get whatever teams that we can uh make the big 12 younger cool hip you know trying to be like trying to be cool and hip. He's a guy who's worked with Jay-Z. So, you know, he knows about cool and hip, I guess. <laughs> so, uh, Big 12 Media Days, Dustin, do you have anything that of note from the Big 12 Media Days, uh, which was really, you know, getting familiar with Yormack as the Big 12 commissioner, kind of hearing yeah. what he had to say. And then, of course, it was Joey McGuire and, and uh, Texas Tech's, you know, first media day together. So, any thoughts from that? Um, I kind of missed most of it. I caught this like second half of the Tech and Coach McGuire stuff, so I didn't really see a lot. But um, I did – obviously, Coach McGuire killed it. He's an amazing yeah. talker and presence and hype man for Tech. I mean, he's really excited. And this was before the whole TCU beef on Twitter. So he's really pumped for us and our fan base and our new donation um, and this roster even. Um he was asked and did mention that the quarterback battle, um, he mentioned it's a three-horse race, which we kind of saw at the spring game. And he's mentioned in the spring and the summer, like no one has stretched themselves out to kind of take take the lead in this yet, which is a good thing he mentioned, like not a bad thing. Like everybody's doing great in this. Um, Donovan Barron and Shuck. But he did say that a starter he would like to name, he'll name a starter the week start before week one all right so you, you'll give that starter two full weeks of reps with the ones basically um like we've mentioned this is our best one of our best and deepest quarterback rooms in a long long time 
that we can remember. Um, you got to go back all the way to the Leech days to find really good quarterback rooms like this that you could go three deep and feel great about. Um, so that was pretty cool. I would still lean that Shuck's probably going to win it. Um, he did mention that there will be packages for all three yeah, guys. Not necessarily yeah. like a rotating like thing, but like sure, if Shuck's the quarterback, he goes, and this is like kind of paraphrasing, he's like, we'd be stupid if we didn't put Donovan, our 240-pound quarterback, running quarterback power on the goal line. And yeah. I like that he's just so upfront about it. Like, he's telling everybody their your play, and you're not going to be able to stop it. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. well, yeah, that would be dumb if we didn't, you know, do a Cam Newton kind of Jacoby Brissett type thing with our big-ass running quarterback. Like, that's pretty cool. Um, did you catch any of that quarterback stuff? Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up uh, if you didn't there, was that there there's – they're planning packages for Donovan. Like I, you know, whoever's named starter, I, I would expect to still see Donovan out yeah. east in some running packages. But we've seen that he can uh, throw the football. So, for sure. so I would expect them to try to throw him in there from time to time to change up the look, make people think that we're running the ball, but you know, use his arm to your advantage. But uh, yeah, I, I definitely agree that we have such a great quarterback room this year. And I'm excited to, you know, see ultimately who prevails. Like you said, I think it'll probably be Shuck that he would be my bet right now if we had to put money down on it. But, you know, the good thing that I think we're heading into this year is if we do suffer injury, like we have suffered quarterback injury every year, it feels like for yeah. the last like five years, um, that we have guys who are more than capable of taking over that role. And you have an offensive coordinator who's very creative and is going to you know definitely try to put up 50 points every single game so all of that i'm excited about my key takeaways were um our guys mile price miles price yeah. and the rabbit uh dadrian taylor demerson demerson uh fucked up both those names there but uh they are <laughs> hilarious man they're, they're yeah. really good and especially miles price i could see after his long football career is over him getting into uh, some sort of broadcasting or something like that. Like he would be, I think, really great at coming back and being kind of a color analysis for uh, some football games. Like they're just very energetic, very funny. Uh, they handled the media very well. So yeah, uh, I I had no idea Joey McGuire was on. I was watching like them interview, and then I was like, oh shit, I missed <laughs> Joey McGuire's interview. I caught the very end of <laughs> Joey McGuire's interview, but seemed like they have a good time. Tyree Wilson is a freaking monster. Um, I don't know how we are the same species as that guy. Like it, it baffles me. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, massive AF. Like I wrote that down. Like the initial picture they took, and every other one. Like it's ridiculous seeing him stand with everybody else, and like stupid. Can't wait for him to block and run people over this year. Um, I had one more thing that I saw. One of the guys, I don't know who it was. Might have been Tyree. Um, they were asked kind of like about the locker room um, or like the f locker room feelings towards this year. And it's kind of really stuck out to me because they commented on how the locker room feels much different than last year um, and that it's more like a family and they're doing things for each other. And like I kind of think that like, wow, that's a huge upgrade from where we were. And like I know that sounds so cliche uh, that that's what you want, but like, Right. If you think about how we were, like with that coaching staff and everybody, like they're kind of everybody's kind of just going through the motions as football players and coaches last year. Whereas now, you're all together and doing it for each other and like a family. Like that's gonna prevail yeah. on the field. Like you're gonna see that like come out, and that makes you work harder in the weight room and the practice field and get your shit done better. And then you'd be better on Saturdays also. So, like, that's really big upgrade for us. I know it sounds very cliche, but it's actually a really, really good thing to hear. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Rabbit was talking about that a little bit during his time. But he was talking about how he goes up against Miles Price, like, every day in practice and how, uh, like, hard they go at each other and all this stuff. And it's just fun to know that your best players are going up against the best player on the other side. But at the end of the day, they all really do seem to – love and care about each other and want to play for each other and you know for whatever reason this this vibe with this team and with mcguire just feels totally different like you can just yeah. kind of see it on these guys faces they look excited to be there they were happy to talk about tech there's multiple people tweeting out from 
uh, media days that Texas Tech was here and having a good time. And, like, you could feel it. (laughs) And it was different from everybody else there. And that's what you want, man. You just – this is – these are – you know, college kids at the end of the day, you want them to have a great time. You want to enjoy it. But at the same time, it's just – it's really cool that other people are noticing it as well. So we can only hope that that translates to – uh, W's when the football season arises. Um, but that's uh, it for the majority of our conversation today. Dustin, uh, any final shots uh, for this week? Uh, two final shots, both G League related for Texas Tech. Um, first of all, this just came across my timeline actually a couple hours ago, but uh, Mac McClung has agreed to a one-year deal with the Golden State Warriors. So we mentioned last week that he like, got – picked up or traded or something to the Warriors. We didn't know how it all worked. Um, So now I guess he's officially in the Warriors system, I would say. I don't think he's on, like, the 15-man roster quite yet, but he's in the system. He's on the G League team, whatever you want to say. So that's cool for him, especially being on a team like that, that, you know, he can be around Steph Curry and Klay Thompson all the time and, like, a team that always is trying to improve and do things differently and – a really good culture. I know we talked about that, like Jarrett Culver, like going to some of these crappy teams, but like the culture that you're in in the NBA is a really, really big deal. Um, any team, honestly. Um, so that's really cool for him. And then my second one was Adonis Arms for the Denver Nuggets. He had a huge 20 point game earlier this week. And that might not sound big, but like for a guy that wasn't even scoring 20 regularly for you here to put up 20 in an NBA Summer League game, and he's pulling up step-back long-distance threes really nicely too. Um, just kind of like we talked all last year and going into the Summer League. Like, he's just – he keeps improving every day and week and month and keeps getting better and better and better. So, and I, I don't expect him to go away. I would expect him to be a good – G League guy for them this year and maybe even make the team a little bit, kind of like Mac did last year for the Lakers. Yeah, I was going to shout out the Mac deal. Um, but, yeah, nice. really good performance from Adonis. He's just one of those guys who never really takes no for an answer. He's like, mm-hmm. what am I going to do to help build my game? And so I think, like, the Nuggets signed a, a guy to a two-way deal, so that kind of killed, like, his potential with the Nuggets. But, I mean – performances like that in summer league kind of live on and there's a lot of teams in this league so it might not be with the nuggets but there's going to be opportunities for adonis i feel very confident in saying that uh and yeah as for mac like there's not a better organization to go to for sure i mean you just look at the recent success they had with jordan pool jordan pool was a g-leaguer uh, and they turned him into uh, uh one of the best players on their team on an nba championship team so if there's anybody to learn from, it's definitely Steph, it's Clay, it's Jordan Poole, it's a lot of those guys. And so really excited for this opportunity for him, man. Like, yeah. I hope he takes that one year, makes the most of it, uh, proves that everything that we know, that he is a certified bucket <laughs> and, and, like, get some run with this team. It'll be really exciting to watch him, and who knows, he's got himself set up for a you know chance at getting a possible ring this year if he remains on the Warriors throughout the whole year. Uh, but yeah, just excited for these guys to have opportunities. That's really all you want. All their all their careers that they've worked for is just to get an opportunity. Matt getting his shot with the Warriors, and then uh, I'm sure for Adonis, like there'll be some team out there that'll that'll yeah. you know that'll want him. And uh, hey, G League isn't a shame anymore. Like the no G League's competitive. That's it's a good league to be in. And guys who have great G League years are getting shots in the NBA. So. It might not be the NBA journey immediately, but it's definitely something that is worth, you know, is is exciting and fun to watch. So uh, any parting thoughts for you, Dustin? That was it, man. G League guys, TBT this week. It's all a lot of, a lot of tech basketball all of a sudden this summer. Yeah, summer tech basketball. That's that's great. Love, to, love that. Can't wait for 3 p.m. Uh, to watch these guys tip off with the TBT. Uh, and we'll keep an eye out for Adonis and let y'all know if any news breaks on him signing anywhere now that the G League has come to an or the Summer League has come to an end. Uh, but that'll do it for this week on Tailgate Talks. Uh, no interview this week, just riffing on uh, Cactus, social media, uh, Big 12 Media Days and all that stuff. We had a good, fun episode for you guys this week. But make sure you are following us on Apple and Spotify 
Make sure you are rating the tailgate and reviewing the tailgate. Give us those five-star ratings and review us on Apple. Also, follow us on social media. Follow our Twitter at tailgate underscore talks to keep up with uh, what we're saying about cactus, what we're saying about uh, coaches tweeting silly things and all that stuff. Make sure you are following us there. Catch our YouTube channel, which has been kind of popping off this last week with some of the videos we've posted. Make sure you're watching those hitting that bell to be subscribed and make sure you get notified every time we post one of those videos that is it for tailgate talks week 94 as always we will catch y'all at the next tailgate.